Raquel, tell your little Mickey Mouse lawyer that if he has stuff to send over, he can send things to my lawyer. Same with the rest of my friends and cast, all right? I've never in my life had a lawyer contact me in my personal email, all right? I don't know if you know how this works. I know you're pretty brand new to the game. Didn't last long. Look what you did with your 15 minutes. You have something to send over. You can send it to my lawyer. That's why we have counsel, okay? I don't want to deal. I have a life going on. I got a little baby to take care of. I don't want to see that in the morning. I don't want to see that ever. Send it to Daryl. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Good morning, Nathan. How are you? A scandal is afoot. <gasps> a scandal. I don't Have know where fun. that comes from, but I love saying it. What the actual mother talk. Mm-hmm. I did not think that at the top of the episode I would play something having to do with Vanderpump Rules. Did you see the video where Lala goes in on her Insta Live or whatever because Rachel's lawyers sent all of the cast a letter basically kind of doing the whole like this video was recorded without her consent. If you post it, share it, whatever. Yeah. So she was just like, why the fuck is your lawyer sending something to my personal email? You mm-hmm. should be sending it to my lawyer. That's what counsel's for. Send it to Daryl. So Daryl's her entertainment lawyer. Okay. I just had to play it at the top of the episode because it was sure. just fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. So, okay, you haven't been watching Vanderpump for the last couple of seasons, which I totally get why. This season, as I just said to you before we started recording, I feel like it's old VPR. Yeah, well, I'm fake fanning it and I'm just like furiously watching and catching up and trying to learn who everybody is. Are you just watching this season? Because I wouldn't bother watching last season or the season Oh, before. no, yeah, I'm yeah. not going back. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So last season, James and Raquel had their – oh, sorry. Rachel. James and Rachel had their <laughs> engagement party and yeah. Sandoval paid for half of it. Mm. He footed the bill for half of it. That is a him thing to do. It's weird though. It is. So did you see her statement that was released today? No. So she released a statement. Rachel released a statement. Mm -hmm. I took a screenshot. It's absolutely, she did not write this. So she's got new PR now. She dumped her old PR because they were the same PR as Sandoval. (laughs) And so she's got new PR. And I I mean, it's long. I'm not going to read all of it. But she basically tries to do the whole like, I'm apologising to everyone I've hurt, most of all Ariana. I made mistakes, I was reckless, I was selfish, yada, yada, yada. But she keeps saying that she's now in counselling. Oh, that old chestnut. Yeah. I'm reflecting on my choices, speaking to a counsellor, and I'm learning things about myself, such as my patterns of codependency and addiction to being and feeling loved. Oh. You know what I think about when people use the word counsellor. Bitch, you're either in therapy like a grown-up or you ain't. This, I mean, <laughs> counselling. Why, it to me, it's like a way to make it, like, less serious. I don't know, maybe it's just me. If someone says counselling as opposed to therapy, does that seem, like, less serious to you? Or, again, is that just to me? Yeah, I'm picturing, like, when Monique went to her pasta instead of... An actual therapist. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, are you seeing a life coach? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Or are you seeing a clinical psychologist? Uh-huh. It's, again, to me, it's, it's sort of like it's not really taking the responsibility of the seriousness of it to me. Mm-hmm. I just, it's my thing. I just, it's like a, a trigger for me, like, that I'm like, mm, really, bitch? You're going to counselling? Like, is it a <laughs> camp counsellor? Honestly. And, um... Again, I've begun counselling to end my unhealthy behavioural cycle and I want to prioritise my mental health and learn from my mistakes. Uh, first of all, she did not write this. Her PR team wrote and she's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Release what's that. What's with being addicted to being loved? Like, aren't we all technically? Like, what's what's that? Yeah. Like, it's not heroin. It's kind of, she's basically saying, like, I have an issue and I make wrong choices. I'm like, well, isn't that just being human? So are her and Sandoval broken up then? I did read something 
yesterday on the Insta and I think I'm getting all my info from I Live for Bravo right now because they're just doing lots of posts. I love that. Yeah. And apparently a couple of days ago, Sandoval was spotted entering Rachel's apartment complex. Uh-huh. And then we've subsequently learnt that evening, because it was late, they were filming. Oh, God bless. And he kissed her. They kissed on camera for the show. (laughs) And however, that doesn't mean that their relationship isn't still quote unquote complicated Uh, and that he exited the building via like a private entrance sort of thing. I almost wish they would just double down and just be like, yeah, we're fucking together. I have read on socials that some people are like, everyone has cheated on their partner on this show with another cast member, Mm. why are we slaying them for it? You weren't dating. Look, it's never okay, but these people were in a committed relationship and bought property together. They've been together for a year shy of a decade. Wow. It's a little different to we're in our 20s and we're all doing it so we can't really throw rocks. Yeah. I don't know. The guy's 40. It's a little different than I'm 22 and I'm a fuck up. So do you think Schwartz knew? Because yes. I, I, he says he knew, but he he found out. Long? Well, he's saying he didn't know from the beginning that he only found out recently. What's the difference? I'm just thinking like, so I just watched the episode where Rachel's like, oh, I've got a crush on Schwartz or whatever. And it just, it felt fake. It did feel fake. It felt fake the whole time. Like not fake. I'm not going to sit here and say like, I knew it was fake. I'm not. It just felt weird because when they were in conversations or confessionals separately, they would say, yes, they found each other attractive. But then we're seeing on camera, he's saying that Oh, have you watched the episode where they're at one of Schwartz's shows and she got, walks up yep. to Sandoval and says, do you want to make out? Have you seen that? Yeah. Yep. Okay, awesome. And he says no. So it's like, I don't know, it's weird. And then did you see the report that, okay, I knew that when Coachella was on, there was an article saying that she and Schwartz made out then and then he's like, I wasn't even there. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, I know, right? Apparently the initial news was that she made out with Sandoval and then everyone was like, no, no, it was Schwartz. And then Schwartz is like, I wasn't even there. But apparently on the socials I'm reading, someone's like, did I read somewhere when Coachella happened that the first report was that it was Sandoval and Rachel? I'm like, look, that would be too convenient until we see that there was a report with a date on it from then, um, whatever. It's just amazing how we missed it. Yeah. If there was a report that she and Sandoval made out at Coachella, surely the person who initially said it would have been like, no, no, different Tom. So mm. I don't know about that. That's a, that's a little conveniente. So. And what's the deal with the lightning bolt necklaces? What's that all about? Because Rachel works at Sir, right? So apparently uh-huh. one of her co-workers said that Rachel told her that they wear these lightning bolt necklaces to signify that, hey, I love you. It's a whole, like, yes, I love you. It's a secret. So the news is that Rachel told a couple of people that she works with about this affair so that people are saying, yeah, I knew. It's a lightning bolt. It's not the heart of the ocean from Titanic. Like, relax. Like, oh, my God. The heart of the ocean? What? You know, the big big necklace she throws, the old lady of the Titanic, she throws it into the ocean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I haven't seen Titanic for a very long time. I was one of those people who went to the movies and saw it, walked out and went, that was the shittest thing she's ever seen. I hated it. Get out. Yeah, I hate that movie. Well, did you walk out before the ship sank? No, I stayed till the end. Oh, wow. I think it's great. I did not like that movie at all. I thought it was lum. It was so lum. You're on the wrong side of history with that one. It was so lum. I did not like. Mm -mm, Disagree. I mean, you know, I'm older and softer now, so maybe I'd like it now. But when (laughs) I saw it, I was like, that's so lum. Yeah, it's camp. It's camp. It's meant to be lame. Sweetheart, I like camp. Ab Fab is one of my all-time favourite shows. It's a different kind of camp. (laughs) I can't believe you don't watch Ab Fab. Sorry, you fail at gay if you don't watch Ab Fab in my my world. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, sorry. I feel like I'm gay. (laughs) It's a Vatriana, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, so, okay, and what's the deal with Rachel and James Kennedy and the dog? Because 
I feel like he should get custody of the dog. I don't. He's a very irresponsible person. I don't think he, he should have custody. Yes. Oh. <laughs> He's got the ADD, definitely. Oh, does he? Is it definite or am I like fake diagnosing him? Because he's that person that he could be having a full-on conversation with you, see something out of the corner of his eye and then just walk off. Like he – Right. I don't feel like the James that I'm seeing on, through my TV, so I'll preface, is someone – like I wouldn't trust him to look after my dog overnight. I wouldn't trust him to hold my dog while I went to the loo. I just oh, wouldn't. Jesus. Like I'm not saying he doesn't love – and I, this Graham, it's not Graham, it's Graham. So I don't, I'm not saying he doesn't love Graham. I get that he loves that dog, but she bought the dog. Her name is on the papers as the owner of the dog. He don't get the dog just because he lived with her. Sorry, okay. you don't get the dog. But it's her what, dog. I say I didn't have that context, but what rankled me was when the dog's what had like major surgery and he doesn't even get a heads up. Why should he get a heads up? They're not together anymore. I don't know. It, I don't know. It wasn't it major gross. surgery. Was there an, a, a puncture in the neck? It's not adding up. Yeah. And when her excuse of like how it happened, I was like, what, were you banging Sandoval while it happened and that's why you're trying to like get around it? What's going One on? One of the things that does bug me, because I am a judgy dog mum, I've told you that before, <laughs> we all know, <laughs> is be. that you do see how she's always out. She's always away. When you're that age and you're out and about, every other night of the week, that dog's home alone a lot. Mm. You can't be going out three, four nights a week and leaving your baby at home alone. Like, that's not fair. Don't know. This is why you get two dogs so that the dog has company because they're pack animals. They don't like being alone. Mm. Like, I understand you got to go out sometimes, your dog stays home. I get it. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. But I would wager this girl is out four, five nights a week. Well, she's holding down an affair and a TV show. That's... Busy work. And she's always going away and putting the dog in a boarding kennel. You know my feelings on boarding kennels. I couldn't do it. I keep telling all of my friends, you got to go away, you drop the dog off with me. The dog does not go to a boarding kennel. I'm sure those places are lovely, uh, mm-hmm. some of them, but I'm just like, I don't know. I'm a, like, I'm a judgy dog, yeah. mum. I know okay. I am. Okay. Well, that was a, it was a good little sidebar. So what, what about this Shana punching R- Rachel? Did that happen? Love it. Apparently it did. So, again, <laughs> one of the co-workers has love said. Love it, you say. Yeah, love it. One of the co-workers said that she saw it. It's not that big a deal. Like her face <laughs> doesn't look that bad. But, yeah, so Sheena and Rachel were on Watch What Happens Live. Mm-hmm. Afterwards they went out for drinkies. One of the stories is that Sheena had called Rachel. Oh, sorry, Ariana had called Rachel. I believe, tend to believe the story where Ariana called Sheena and told her this is what happened and Sheena confronted Rachel and Sheena backed Rachel close to the wall and, yeah, punched her. Yeah. Uh, Look, good for her. We condone violence on this show famously, so. The weird thing is I would say, like, if you asked me, are you a person that condones violence, I would say no. But given these contexts, (laughs) I have to own my shit and say I don't. Apparently, yeah. Apparently I do. Who would have thunk it? (laughs) Apparently I'm a, you know, apparently I'm Jersey to the core. Like, I'm just a totes. I'm a totes Euro. I'm a totes wog. Like, sorry. I grew up around an eye for an eye. Now, do I, in the moment, would I condone it? I don't know. But as I'm sitting here, as I'm hearing all this, I'm like, okay, she punched Rachel. I get it. Does does understanding it and condoning it, are they the same thing? Because I'm really just saying I understand it. I get it. And I'm, and I'm not throwing judgment at Sheena for doing it. That's what I'm trying to say. That's really sure. where sure. I stand. Should she have done it? Of course not. But do I understand it? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay. And so the other thing I've heard that because cameras are up, which, you know, thank God. Thank God that they can do that. Thank the Bravo gods. Thank God that these guys are so fucking thirsty that they're allowing that to happen. What exactly? Like, Sandoval's an idiot. I would never sign up for it, but it's part of the beast. But So mm. I heard that he wanted to refilm his scene because he thought he would be coming off in a bad light. What? I didn't hear that. Yeah, so he filmed a scene with Rachel, Yeah, I think, and he was like, oh, this that that didn't go well for me. Can we redo it? And Bravo were like, no. <laughs> like, we're was not that re- the scene where they kissed? Maybe. And so then Sandoval's like, well, I'm not going to film anymore. That's that's the rumour I heard. Oh, that's crap. He's not going to film anymore. That's bullshit. 
But it's like, of course you're going to come off in in the bad light, Sandoval. Like, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. The thing is a lot of people are saying, like, how do they come back from this? How do they all stay on the show? Like, someone's got to leave. And this is where you're getting the comments on social with other people saying, this has happened before. Like, Kristen admitted that she had sex with Jax twice oh, woof. while he was dating Stasi. They all stayed on the show then. But, again, they were in their 20s. Well, clearly they were in their 30s, but saying they were in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Effectively, what we're all saying is they were kids then. The stakes are different now when you're in your late 30s and your 40s and you've picked what you think is your person. So with those other cheating scandals, was it over such a long period of time? Like was there as much lying to everybody and to the audience? No, I mean we found out and then they would fight and then they just wouldn't talk to them for a year. Right. Or this for just a long feels time. exciting because we, we're watching it back and we're looking for hints because it's been going since BravoCon or whatever. Yeah, since BravoCon. Which is crazy. They were screwing during BravoCon. Because yeah. everyone's saying that the affair started during the summer, so for seven months, which meant Coachella, which meant BravoCon. They need to do BravoCon every year because it is just such a story factory. It is a story factory. It's wonderful for their content. It is wonderful for their content. But, yeah, I'm definitely, yeah, watching. Like I re-watched the last episode just to look at facials and, and all that sort of stuff. It's, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I think the stakes are just higher because they're older. Yeah. There's yeah. less of this kind of drama. And I was just saying to you before we recorded that I just saw something about how in Southern Charm, Austin has apparently had sex with Taylor Shep's ex. Wow. Now, I know you don't watch that show, but these guys – okay, so Shep – we all know is a whore bag and doesn't have yeah. girlfriends. He and Taylor went out for like almost two years. So it's massive for him. Right. The rumour is, yeah, something's coming out about him and Taylor sleeping together. So that's going to be a whole thing. I- I'm always shocked at the amount of people that want to sleep with Austin. Me too. Or shocking, quite frankly. Mm. They must be hella fucking charming in person. Uh, seriously. Because yeah. that's the only thing that I can think of. And everyone always says, like, in real life these people are far more good-looking than on TV. That's just fucking mean. That you're <laughs> fucking hot, that you're hot, and then it doesn't come across on camera. <laughs> God, I must look like Quasimodo to you right now. <laughs> fucking hell. Shall we talk yeah. about our housewives? We kind of have to. Is I mean, it my even turn? though the other, the other con- yeah. Oh, God, I'm so sorry that it's my turn. Potomac, because they, they weren't that great. A hundred percent. What were your overall impressions of Jersey? I still enjoy it. Yeah, me too. I feel like, yeah, it's being overshadowed by other drama on the Bravo, but sure. I'm still enjoying it and I'm, I'm interested in seeing these new girls, well, two out of the three. And I enjoyed that we got like a Melissa and Jen scene, which have we ever had? I cannot remember the last time. I'm like, when did these two make up? I know, but I kind of loved it. I mean, they're not going to make up for long. We know that. So we're just going to have to enjoy it while we got it, yeah? Yeah. I just enjoy seeing Jennifer Aiden up against a wall and just fighting with everybody. <laughs> you do, don't you? Well, it's just this, she's so quick and Margaret's so quick. Yes. And they were both so cutting. <laughs> oh, my God. They were below the belt. But I'm not going to lie, I enjoyed it. Me too. Yeah. Basically, I'm a horrible person. I mean, come on. Well. But look, if, if this was in my real life, I'd be devastated. But yes. the, to me, as I've said before, these are characters on a show. It is what it is. We're watching what we're watching. I've I got to stop apologising for loving it. So episode five, Driving Miss Crazy. Well, that's hilarious. We always open the show with little tidbits of scenes and yeah. I never really mention them except I need to ask you a question. Does your boyfriend, or rather, do you ever ask Lockie to pull up the zipper on your pants and tuck your pockets in? <laughs> Never. What is with, like, what? <laughs> They're acting like it's normal. And, like, it wasn't a zipper like a back on a dress. It was <laughs> front zipper. And it wasn't even, like, foreplay because she was very annoyed with him yanking that zipper up and giving her a wedgie, like. Or giving her like a camel toe wedgie, that would be very uncomfortable. I would never ask my partner to do that because I know that 
he would be jokingly mucking around, yanking it up and like causing me pain and laughing at me. So there's yeah. that. But you can't dress yourself. Like, again, it's not <laughs> foreplay. What the f- I thought the whole thing was very strange. Yeah. I still love Marge, but it's like, can you not even dress yourself? What is this? Coming to America? <laughs> like, anyway. So we start off with Danielle and her kid practicing her fucking entrance for her birthday party. I mean, wow. Yeah. That, that's old school Jersey is like the vibe. It like, is old school. And and should I just be enjoying it for that? Because I don't know how to enjoy this. Yeah. Well, you know, as soon as I see kids on TV, I'm like, next. But I just, I just let it happen. There was kind of a twinkle when we find out that this kid's got two fucking boyfriends and they better be coming <laughs> to her birthday party. <laughs> I kind of liked her for that. No? I'm like, do yeah. we have an Olivia in the making? Like, yeah, I've got two boyfriends. I also thought that. Like when she when the kid was talking, I was like, did Danielle set this kid up to say some of these lines or is this kid just good on camera? Maybe. Maybe she know. did because we all know she's a fucking stage mum and a half. Oh, yeah. I mean, she admits it, so at least we can enjoy it from that perspective. But anyway, I also feel like this is the family episode because yeah. next scene we've got Rachel down at her shore house with her whole family. Her grandma is hilarious. Though. Nonna's definitely the star. Uh-huh. Nonna is a hundred percent the star in her family. So I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind her family. They weren't annoying me. Yeah, her brother seems like quite cute and nice. He is cute. He's he's a little cub, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was cute. I didn't mind it. And they're actually really close by the sounds of it. Like none of these people seem to have actual problems with each other, which is, you know, strange. And yet, <laughs> you know, going yet. on TV can ruin a family relationship. Yet. Now, the next quick scene is Melissa taking Antonio for a driving lesson. Uh, I know you don't want to talk about these people, but I just had one kind of adjacenty question. Mm-hmm. Do they not have L plates on their cars in America? Because oh. she's getting a driving lesson and then when we got the um, wider shot of the car in the drive through there was no learner plates, which we call L plates, on the car to let other drivers know, hey, I'm a learner driver. Maybe that's not a thing. Can you guys let us know? If you live in Jersey, let us know. In Australia, if you're on your L's, you can't go the full speed limit. You have to drive slower because you're learning and you suck. So in America, when you're learning, are you allowed to go the same speed limit as everyone else? But my my thing with this scene was like, if she's learning to drive, why are you going in the biggest car I've ever seen, that giant fucking Hummer or whatever it was? Like maybe go in a smaller car if you're going to practice going through a drive-thru. Maybe they don't have smaller cars because, you know, everything's bigger in Jersey. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Well, you know, the hair's bigger, the houses are bigger, their mouths are bigger, everything's fucking bigger. Well, the noses get smaller. The noses do get smaller eventually. Yeah. <laughs> and next scene, Teresa's Val shopping with Melania and Gianella. Yes, I am calling her Gianella from now on because that is probably her full name. Okay. I mean, all they wanted to do was show us at how pissed off these kids are at Melissa and Joe. Yeah, but wasn't it so funny when the producer asked, was it Gia, like Gianella? They said, when was the last time you guys were ever happy as a family? And she was like, oh, I was right before Louis. And then she goes, I don't know what changed. And it's like, you just said it. It was Louis. Yeah. <laughs> and what I didn't mention in the driving lesson scene was Melissa telling Antonia, I know you see all the stuff on socials, but I just want you to know that our fights have nothing to do with you kids and basically I don't want you to see Zia Teresa in, like, another way. So this is Melissa trying to show us, hey, I do not bitch to my kids about Teresa. I don't know. I felt I felt like she was trying to manipulate that scene. I am looking at it through that lens. I'm not saying that is a fact, but I cannot imagine that Joe would keep his mouth shut or quiet in the house so that the kids couldn't hear him bitching about his sister. I can't imagine that. No. I can imagine Melissa saying, Joe, keep it down, the kids, but I can't imagine the kids haven't heard them bitch about Teresa in the house. I'm sorry, I can't. And it made me think of that scene where they had the in-laws over and they sent the kids away. They're like, oh, you you shouldn't hear this. But then you're just having a one-on-one with her in the car, just downloading her on her anyway. So what's the difference? Mm, yeah. I don't know. Uh, you shouldn't hear this is different to, like, they've already heard it. Yes, I'm. Le- you're telling the kid to leave the room now, but for the last 60 seconds, they heard it all. You're just going to rehash the same shit. They've heard it. Yeah, what I'm saying is I think it was fake 
for them to send the kids away in that scene because they're ah. like, look at us, we're not involving the kids. We're yeah. better than Teresa because we're not involving them where it's like you are. Yeah, they already know. So that was a quick little scene, veil shopping, whatever. Well, I have a, I have a few thoughts on this veil shopping. Oh, yes, please, please go. Number one, I think it's so tacky like on Drag Race when queens wear words. I hate it. Whenever they put writing on their garments, I think it's so shit. Even if it's a political statement? Oh, political statements tend to get by. Yeah. But this veil with with whatever she wants written on it, I'm like, oh, my Siempre God. Siempre which she can't pronounce, and I'm not even <laughs> fucking Italian and I can. But anyway, the way that she said it to that dressmaker, mm-hmm. he, I'm assuming, is Italian. He was looking at it blankly like, I have no fucking idea what you said. It's like, mate, any Italian would need subtitles. No one knows what you're saying right now. Yeah, when he walked off, I was like, I hope he wrote that down or he got them to write it down. <laughs> oh, man, I wouldn't trust Teresa to spell it. It'd be like, Teresa, Google it, copy, paste, and then send it to me. And, and the other thing is she had a Shakespeare in Love-themed first wedding. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? How old is that movie that that's when she got married? <laughs> I don't know. Wow. She said it was current at the time, but it's like, what? That was like Gwyneth's first Oscar. Well, yeah, but like she doesn't, I think she just thinks it's Shakespeare in Love, it's the movie. She doesn't know Shakespeare existed before the movie. Oh, of course not. <laughs> like name a Shakespeare play. And what do you mean Shakespeare in Love themed? How is that a theme? I don't it's understand. Not. How? Yeah, wow. But like, yeah, I don't know. I don't it's like know, saying but... food's a theme. Like, do come we, on. Do we need themed weddings? Is that like a thing? I know. Or was it a thing? I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It gagged me. It gagged me. Anyway. I mean, I'd be choking on it for sure, but but. All right. So this is when we get this crazy surprise of a scene with Aiden and and Melissa having lunch. And then we get a little snippet of them at some someone's house. I can't remember which party it was now where they basically say, let's move on. Okay. I believe Mm -hmm. you. They first talk about Jen and Bill. Jen says how she feels like Bill acts like her boss. And that to me is a red flag and a half because I'm just like, so basically you're saying you feel like you have all of the responsibility and none of the control. That's coercive control, sweets. Is that really what's going on? Because that's really bad. But then they move the conversation, of course, to the Marge and how Marge's ex-friend Laura told Jen that Marge encourages Melissa to leave Joe. And be with some ball player, which is not exactly what happened. Melissa says, no, no, no. When Joe and I were going through shit last year, or was it the year mm-hmm. before, Marge was just saying, like, you're gorgeous. You could be with anyone. Like, if Jennifer Lopez can be with A-Rod, you could be with a ball player too. Like, she's just trying to build Melissa up and say, like, you're a catch. If he doesn't appreciate you, someone awesome will. I get it. That's such a Marge way of talking, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you take offence to that? No. I think Marge had a, had a great point. <laughs> Joe was being an <laughs> asshole. Yeah, he was being a cunt, for sure. So anyway, Melissa's like, no, no, Joe knows this. Marge was just having my back, that's all. But of course Jen's not letting that go because she sees that as ammo against the Marge. Of course. And of course all of this is going to come out in our next scene, which is at Fessler's house for a Southern brunch. I need to just have a bitch about Tesla for a second here because... Okay, so just so you know, I'm going to be Rachel and tell you that Mm -hmm. I love the Marge and I love the Tesla, the Fessler, and if they were here right now, I would tell them everything you said, just letting you know. I'll say it to their face. I think this Tesla is not suited to this program. (gasps) When she said, parties are for having fun, not for fighting, and I'm like, bitch, have you watched the show? Have you watched the show? We we love fighting. And then she kept being like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. I have neighbours. And it's like, are your neighbours hanging over the fence? Like, no one's of around. they are. Who wouldn't want to hear all this? But it's it's like these women fight in restaurants. Like, you got to get used to a screaming match. And it's, it's, oh, it's your house. Like, oh, my God, it's so sacred. Like, I don't give a fuck. Let your neighbours fight in the yard. Bring them inside if you're worried about the neighbours. But don't you love the juxtaposition of her saying how embarrassing it is so that we can pause for a sec and go, oh, my God, this is embarrassing. It's the best. No, because it's just like get on board. Stop trying to make the scene about you and your embarrassment when I want to see two people fight below the belt. And then she's like, when Marge (laughs) goes to leave, she's like, no, 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 I'm not going to let you leave. And I'm like, oh, good, she's going to make them stay and fight. But then, no, she kicks Jen out, even though I don't think Jen instigated it. No, she did it. Marge started. And then then guess what? The scene ends because she fucked it. She fucked it. I can't agree. I love her. 
I just mm. love her. I even loved her lemon dress with her cowboy boots on her. Like I, I wouldn't necessarily wear. Yeah, I see you enjoyed the lemon dress, didn't you? <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, did it make you think of Buca de Beppo? It made me think of Yolanda. <laughs> <laughs> Yolanda. Oh my God, Yolanda with the lemon trees. Yes. Oh, good yeah. times. I just, I love the Fessler. I really do. And I think that she loves the fighting more than she is letting on. She's just trying to play the mother hen voice of reason, calling them ridiculous, which I love because it makes me stop and go, yes, they're being ridiculous and continue scene. I feel like we know they're being ridiculous. I know that, but she's just punctuating it for me. I don't know. I love her. I can't tell you why. I just love her. Okay. Because to me, she reminds me of March. So I love the two of them together. Marge always makes me laugh when she says, I thought we moved forward. Forward. Uh, we moved forward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know there's R's in that word. <laughs> yeah. No. I thought we moved forward. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I do love Jersey. I love Marge. Like she, like I want to be her actual friend. Right. I want to be friends with her and Fessler. But what, what about this thing how Marge does drop all of her friends? And they even put the infographic up on the screen. <laughs> of all her ex-friends. No one can blame her for no longer being friends with Danielle. So that doesn't count. Okay. And so it was Danielle, it was this Laura chick, which that is a big one. Who's the other one? There were three of them. Soggy Flicker. They weren't fucking friends. They were faux (laughs) friends on the show for five seconds. That doesn't count. That does not count. That was like, you seem nice. Oh, no, no, wait a second. Not at all. I don't like you. Like that's, they weren't friends. So that doesn't count. It's the same with Danielle. That doesn't count. So there's really one. The one counts. Okay. That's it. The, this Laura, that one counts to me. So her and Jen were saying some pretty, like, inflammatory things. Like, they went so below the belt. Absolutely. They went below the belt. When she said, I've got a good marriage, you stupid bitch. <laughs> So they're screaming at each other. Marge accuses Jen of not having any friends and calls her a stupid fucking asshole. Jen <laughs> screams, I have a family, which is something you'd never know what it's like. Ooh. Marge is like, yeah, well, I'll tell you what I have. A good fucking marriage, you stupid bitch. Ooh. And that's when Fessler's trying to yell at them to shut up, but they're like, no, nah, they're not stopping. They've started the race. They're going. Marge calls Jen a disheveled little drug addict. Oh. Jen says she's super mum and... And Marge wouldn't know anything about that because obviously we all know that Marge's, some of Marge's stepkids don't talk to her anymore and it's a real sore spot, obviously. So uh-huh. look, it's just their bags of insults are running low and they're hitting the bottom of the barrel, which are the yeah. worst ones. I loved when Marge said, jealous of what? And I was like, please say ugly leather pants. But she yes. said, you're happy fucking family with the quote marks. I was like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Now, look, you know it's bad when Fessler can't even eat. So she's like, she couldn't even eat. It was that bad. So that's when Marge is like, I'm done. I'm going to leave. And Fessler's like, no, N-O. And then she asks Jen to leave. So Teresa leaves. Jen, Fessler tells everyone to come inside. But then she tells them all to leave. So I kind of loved that. I love that whole like, you know what? It's ruined. Get the fuck out of my house. I loved that. Well, it's more just with Jen and Teresa gone, the scene's over anyway. Yeah. Did you love how before the fight started, when Fessler was getting complimented on her house and she's like, oh, thank you, but like I'm not one to brag, like it was making her a little uncomfortable. And Evan's wife says, oh, oh, you're going to love Jen Aiden then. And we get that flashy of Jennifer Aiden hardcore bragging about her house with its 16 bathrooms. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I have to say, Evan's wife, that was her only thing in the whole I forgot scene. she was there. Did they even have her in, in the shot? Yeah, but, I mean, no one was really talking when Marge and Jen were going at it. Everyone yeah. was kind of staying out of it, so yeah. I don't blame her for that. That's pretty much it, except this stupid Barbie party. Okay, so, yeah, one thing on that. Danielle says in confessional, she's like, some people get off on buying shoes and things. I get off on doing things for my children. And I was just like, can we maybe use a different expression than getting off? referring to doing things for your children. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) One idiot. It would have been funny if Evan's wife was invited to this party with her kids because Jennifer Aiden would have loved going on about the fact that this is definitely not Amazon boxes on the driveway. You know what I mean? That would have been interesting. I think that should have happened. I also think... Like, Jen really can't help herself because in one scene, we've got her and Rachel sort of burying the hatchet and Rachel basically saying, obviously, Jen thinks that 
giving history and bitching aren't the same thing. But she's like, just basically don't bitch about people to me that I haven't had a chance to get to know. And then <sighs> next minute she walks over and Jen's just bitching about <laughs> Margaret again. I just thought, didn't Rachel just tell you not to do this? Well, I mean, I've got to give Jen some leeway on that one. Like she just got called a disheveled drug addict. Yeah, I <laughs> And she it. says marijuana isn't drugs, which I thought was like the greatest <laughs> line know, of the episode. <laughs> but the whole point of this Barbie party really is that Teresa tells them she apologised to Margaret because she thinks it's better to keep Marge as a friend and not an enemy. So we all know that that's yeah. going to come out next. I was like, when she said that, what was your reaction? I didn't really pick up on it, honestly. Oh, you didn't? Okay, no. so when they were all talking near the end, right? Oh, yeah, you know what? My dad started calling me and I missed the last 10 seconds. <laughs> oh, well, you, you've got only got your dad to blame. I know. So Jen's bitching about the Marge and Teresa pipes in to Danielle and Rachel and Teresa tells them to watch out for Marge. And that's when she's like, that's why I apologise to Margaret because it's better to have her as a friend than an enemy. That's why I said sorry. I was like, what the fuck? And then, of course, next time we get Rachel telling Melissa what Teresa said about March. Rachel runs her mouth, doesn't she? Well, Rachel has picked her team. She sure has. And it ain't fucking Teresa. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Rachel loves Fessler. Therefore, she loves the Marge. Therefore, she's not on Team Teresa and Aiden because Aiden wants her to admit that her nose job is as bad as Aiden's. See, it's all petty and delicious. I'm sorry. It's great. What did I tell you about therapists who want to be on camera? Are they better than counsellors? <laughs> so next time we get Teresa in therapy, I'm so. why is this on camera? Why? Yeah. Then, as I said, we get Rachel telling Melissa what Teresa said about the Marge. We get Dolores hosting another charity softball game. Joe and Melissa and their kids, Teresa and obviously Louie and her kids. It's totally fucking Orkies. Uh-huh. And we see Frank telling Dolores that he misses her, which is obviously Orkies. It's going to be great. Any thoughts? No, nah, looking forward to it. Yep. Did we miss anything? Nope. We're happy to move on? Yeah. All right, Potomac, reunion part three. This thing was 90 minutes. It was too long. It didn't need to be 90 minutes, did it? You were right about the Watch What Happens Live thing at the end just being Flop City. It was six minutes. Six whole minutes, people. It wasn't a one-on-one -on -one sit down. Yeah, well, I prefer that Ebony was involved so it wasn't a one-on-one -on -one because her silent reactions were killing me. Her facials were everything, weren't they? I know. And that's her first reunion. She never got one for New York. Oh, so. poor bitch. Good for her. Okay, so we open reunion part three with Jacqueline and Mia. So Jacqueline, yeah. a.k.a. Bestie. Did they really? They supposedly had receipts, but there were no real receipts. No. Jacqueline no. was basically, the only thing she had was, you didn't really spend Mother's Day with my mum. And Mia's like, no, but we were on FaceTime for an hour. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't care. I don't care. I think FaceTime for an hour counts, but does I don't it? care. Yeah, I it does it actually does. count. It does count. And then we find out that Gordon had prostate cancer and that was why Bestie was commenting about Mia needing to have some sex. It's like, well, oh, that's a fucking low blow. It, is that true though? Like, is that a reach to say that, that those two comments are linked? Is that what she meant by it? She didn't deny that that's what she meant. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, that's a low blow. Yeah. And then we find out that when Jacqueline said that G helped her with a down payment for her car, was Mia asking her for a storyline. What? I, I Honestly, my care factor could not be lower about this bestie. I'm over these two. There's really, like, this whole you're unhinged. I'm not getting a sense of anything anyone's unhinged. Like, yeah. Mia lying about your house being in foreclosure and you being on food stamps, that's not unhinged. That's cunty. Yeah. And I thought Bestie would have some deets on Mia's quote-unquote crumbling business. She just accused Gordon of being the CEO and not Mia. Whatever. I don't care. You're Big right. Whoop. We're moving on. Sharice. Now, Sharice comes in. Again, I thought this was going to be more than it was. What were yeah. your thoughts? I enjoyed Karen filing her nails. That's about it. What did you think of Sharice's big 1960s hair? <laughs> I thought great. it was a bit much. I thought it was like debutante ball -y. I don't know what's going on. I, I didn't care for her hair, but 
it's it's only here, right? Whatever, who cares? Well, I just, I've just been getting exhausted by this. But mm. Like all the rumours coming from blogs and things, it's like, yeah. oh, my God, can we keep it in-house? They are rumours, but unless you have some tea, unless you've done your own FBI investigation and gotten more tea on it, I've already heard those rumours on the blogs. Unless you can corroborate the story, let it go. I know. I feel like we could just DM Ashley something and it'll be a storyline next season, and I don't like that. No, me either. Maybe we should. What sh- what rumour should we start? It could be fun if it's our rumour. That would be fun. <laughs> okay, maybe we should start one. <laughs> maybe we should. We'll come up with something. People, come up well, with something for us and we'll DM I someone. Heard, I don't know if you heard this, but actually, Chris Bassett, mm. you know how Army Hammer is a cannibal? Yeah. Chris is the same. He's what? been DMing people saying he wants to eat their ribs and things. What? Yeah, crazy, right? That's a rumour. I just started it. Oh. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Let's see how far it spreads. Is, did you just make that up? I just made that up. But you watch next season on the reunion couch, they'll be like, well, I heard. <laughs> I seriously believed you. <laughs> I crazy. seriously, I'm such a moron. Candace is going to hate me. <laughs> oh, well, what's new, right? Candace hates everyone. But when she hates people... When she feel okay, when Candace feels like she has righteous indignation, she is funny. Sure, she's yeah. funny. Yeah, I think one thing I'll say about Candace this episode, mm. or even I, even in general, is she holds her ground. She like does. she sticks to her guns, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm going to call Giselle a white privileged, light skinned bitch." And it's like, and when even when Wendy was like, "You sure you want to say that?" And she was like, "Yes, I yeah. do." Yeah, <laughs> it's I like, do okay, say well, it. yeah, fine. She 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 knows what she wants to say, and she says it. Yes. So all we really wanted to get to for these whole three fucking reunion episodes is Chris. Yes. And it really, he was kind of nice to Giselle. Well, he he could play good cop because then Candace is calling her a gutter snipe bitch ass lying on her family. Yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> so- he was definitely pissed. He did yell when he's like, I've had to deal with this for 10 months. I've lost money. So, i.e. he got fired. You know, he had to deal with it with his family. Like he did scream that. The way they go on about my family, my family. Family. I'm like, you're just a couple? Like, I, I don't know. No, I get he that it's means he's family. got other kids, man. Oh, that's right. I forgot he's about that. He's got other kids. He's got, he's got, you know, a mum and a dad. He's got siblings. You know, his mum would be like, what the fuck's going on with all this gossip? Of course. He's having to deal with it, for sure. So now Giselle's trying to say she was bothered about not just being alone in a room with him, but because he had also been drinking. Let it go, Giselle. They all need to let it go. Giselle needs to be like Elsa and let it go because she's digging up. I'm not on Giselle's side on this Chris at all. Chris should let it go too. Like he says, oh, the door was open and she's like, it was shut. And he goes, but it was unlocked. And it's like, okay, but an unlocked shut door is still shut. Yeah, I felt that was odd. Was it open or was it not? Because unlocked and open are not the same thing, dude. It was shut but unlocked and he said that was open. And it's like, what? Just like, just shut up. That's not open. I don't know. Well. It's interesting to me. I've been listening to Candace's song, Insecure. Right. Let me pull up the lyrics. Yes, please. Because it goes against everything that she says on camera. Does it? <laughs> she says, why are you throwing all your shade? Just say it to my face. If you got a problem, come see me about it. I know the problem. I think you're insecure. Like, yeah, okay. Like, Giselle, episode one, went and told her the problem and then Candace is upset. <laughs> For a whole fucking months and months and months being like, you brought it up on camera. And it's like, bitch, your song says, if you got a problem, come see me about it. And she did. Yeah. (laughs) I loved all that, by the way. But Candace's issue, which she said is, you waited till we were filming to say it. It's a job. There was a whole six months where you could have said it. It is a job. I wouldn't want to talk to Candace off camera. Fuck that. It is her job, yeah. See, on one hand, I get it from Candace's perspective, but when you say the words, that's her job, I'm like, and Candace is like, you did this for a storyline? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she's not going to bring her own partner to the reunion. And look how well it played for her. You played into her hands. <laughs> if you don't want the rumours of infidelity to be a storyline, be like Wendy and what's her husband? Eddie, happy Eddie. Be like Wendy and happy Eddie. Laugh about it. Let it go. Uh-huh. She's not wrong. I mean, as much as there's always rumours about Karen sleeping with someone, it never goes beyond the initial rumour of who's this blue-eyes guy because she doesn't give it life. Mm-hmm. They repeat the same rumour season after season after season and she's like, it's just bullshit, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. So if it is true, 
she has played this perfectly because no one really believes it. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Juan cannot be working every fucking reunion. That's crazy. He doesn't have a Steve Jobs-like job. He can <laughs> take an hour off. <laughs> they can book him a year in advance. What this Juan never coming to I a know. reunion, Robin needs to get off my TV. She does. And the only reason why Juan has to be at the reunion is every season Robin's storyline is about Juan cheating on her. Yeah. <laughs> so he needs to come to one of these reunions. Sozzle. It's it's actually really lame. It's so lame. So mm-hmm. lame. I'm done. Oh, what else do we want to... Um, well, Andy brought out the speaker, which I thought was a nice homage to Robin for her last season on the show. That was cute. I th- I wondered if JBL sponsored because he said, I've got a JBL. Yeah. Maybe that's like, you know how sometimes things are just known by the brand name, like Band-Aids? Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's it's true. like that. I don't know. The only other thing I did write that I kind of laughed about was when G was crying about me as Rash. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why was G putting on the waterworks? Bitch had a rash. <laughs> I know. I was more interested in like G's definition of sex and how we had to really clarify we were talking about penetration. It was, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was if, wild. There, if there was digital penetration, there was penetration. Yeah. So I want to know. Clarify me. Was there any digital penetration? Because I do find it weird when people have these very acute definitions of sex. Uh huh. And I'm like, oh, you know, we didn't have sex. It's like. Dude's hands were fucking everywhere. You had sex. Right. Sorry. Like, to me, sex is that physical intimacy. You don't have to have penetration to have had sex, people. Sorry. I think if G's just trying to keep his body count down, he's only classifying P and V as sex. (laughs) Whereas who knows what else he's been doing with that roaming tongue. It's like, dude, it, yeah, okay, I'm not going to say it. It's anyway, let's move morning. on. Let's, let's move, move on. on. Let's talk about my ummy. I don't know yeah. why I say it like that, but I get, oh, no, shit, we got to talk about, do we want to talk about the Watch What Happens Live quote-unquote unseen footage? Um, Was there no. anything that we didn't know except for Ebony K. Williams' amazing facial expressions, which was clearly the only truthful part about that whole fucking scene? Exactly. No, I just... I was so soured on Potomac by the end of the season mm. or soured on Robin in particular. Robin ruined it for us all. She ruined it. And I was just like, I was like, this doesn't need to be an extra long episode. Like, let me get on with my day. It was seriously six minutes of motherfucking footage. Yeah, I wasn't into it. And we all fucking saw it. Like, And it's just lazy that it's like, we know it was filmed during Watch What Happens Live. Like, can you not course. like reuse a different, like use a different set? I know. Can't you just like tell her to put on the Ramona goggles at least? Okay, Miami. Miami, melting pot meltdown. I mean, I wrote hardly any notes, but this episode was fucking great. I thought it was a lot of like end of season filler before we get to like the reunion where it will be amazing. Okay, when I say this episode was great, what I meant was when Kiki and the producer are talking about quail eggs. Oh, yes. Versus quail legs. And the fact that she didn't know right up until confessional, which is the end of the season. So for that whole fucking time, she honestly thought they were talking about quail legs. And (laughs) she didn't realise that quails were birds, like a chicken. So I just, I'm obsessed with Kiki. Thank you. Thank you for making me aware of how freaking fabulous and what a star Kiki is because it's all I can see now. And thank you for telling me Adriana was annoying because now it's all I can see. Oh, my God. She is. Oi, por favor. Oi, por favor. I love it. We should do that every episode now. (laughs) She's so annoying. She is textbook (sighs) narcissist. And I know I love to diagnose people and I am not a doctor. But tell me that she's not a narcissist. Tell me. I, I can't. If she's got something else, tell me that. Like just. What wow. about how she's like, oh, I don't want to bring my problems to people. And it's like, oh my what? God. That's literally all you've done for episodes. Do you agree with Larsa that everyone just needs to dump made up praise on her to make her feel good? No. It shouldn't be everyone else's job to boost her up. No, just watch the little memes on fucking Instagram and the TikTok. This, I follow someone on Instagram who's like, like I said, I get my TikTok from Insta, from Insta Reels. Every morning Boomer. she tells me how fucking fabulous I am. I love her. Get one of those. 
Yeah. You don't need your friends to do it. Like they got shit to do. And then she's like blaming everything on her ADD. She says, my ADD makes me repeat everything. So, yeah, her excuse to Alexia was, I must have had a mental breakdown. No, you just have a mental disorder. It's called narcissistic personality disorder. And then to Marisol, it's her ADD. It's crazy. Just say, I'm a totes cunt. I get it. I will say, though, as a friend of, she's really acting like a cast member. And and for that, I commend her. Alexia. Um, Adriana, Marisol, these friends of are kicking, I killing it. I keep forgetting they're friends of. I know, they don't act like it. Because, okay, so I'm literally goggling Real Housewives of Miami cast photo. I need to see this cast photo. So, okay, we've got Nicole, we've got Gertie, we've got Alexia. Alexia is a cast member. We've got Larsa, we've got Lisa, and then we've got Julia. You're right. So Marisol and Adriana, they're like the most fun to watch. And they're the friends of. And Kiki. And how Kiki needs to be a full cast member. She's amazeballs. How often have we ever had a chat about a Gertie storyline? Like, never? Never. Oh, the only thing I want to mention about the Gertie and yeah. why she definitely got 10 points from me this episode was when she threw that party and pulled out all the stops, knowing mm-hmm. is it pulled out the stops, didn't pull out the stops? Now I feel like a housewife. I don't know my analogies. When she just went all out with this party, knowing full well that celebrities watch these shows Rich people watch these shows, so i.e. people who could afford to hire her to yeah. throw them a party. I was like, good for you, Gertie. I'm not mad at that. It was a great looking party. It was so over the top for fucking eight bitches or however many of them there are. How many of them are there? Nine. Nine women. Wow. She spent all that money. You know she spent money on that. Bravo didn't fucking pay her to throw that kind of a party. Yeah, great. Like, I was really proud of Gertie for that. I, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Of course she was going to do it. I wasn't surprised. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, good for you. You did such a Bethany Frankel. I'm really proud of you. So Gertie's got 10 points from me. And I also like Gertie's fence analogy with the kinks and the links and the mending oh, yeah. of fences. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I was like, how far is she going to take this fence analogy? She took it all the way. I like that. She took it all the way. Um, I don't love how Julia is still going on about having to eat dinner with her wife. Like, oh, my God, get over it. I'm done. Oh, yeah. She's making a big deal about being alone with her wife, with Martina. What's <laughs> the problem? Do you... <sighs> Like, okay, I... Do you not like your wife? I'm the total opposite. I would rather just stay home alone with my partner and my dogs 24-7. Like, my friends and I were literally saying to each other, because I work from home mostly, we were saying, like, how long could you go without leaving the house? And I'm like, does taking my dogs for a walk count as leaving the house? She's like, no, no, she means socially. I went through the whole of COVID. So how much lockdown was that? Two months? Three months. I went all that time without leaving the house apart from taking the dogs for a walk and I was happy. Yeah. I had no desire to see anyone face to face. So I reckon I could go like six months. Easy. So I don't understand why she doesn't bring on another pandemic. (laughs) Oh, honestly, I miss it. I mean, apart from the people getting sick and uh, of course, like oh, yeah, the physical that. just staying home part, I loved it. Like sure. I've, I've been training for that my whole life. I loved it. <laughs> so I don't understand how Julia can't have a dinner home alone with Martina. I know. Like you don't need to talk to each other. Just put fucking Australian Survivor on the TV. Oh, loving it. Oh, loving it. However, I am getting sidebar people. I am getting as much as I love George and want George to win now. I am so sick and tired of these people just not voting off George. Why are you scared to vote George off? Everyone wants to vote George off. I think it'll happen eventually. I don't think he'll make it to the end. Why aren't they just sitting there at tribal council and get someone like Simon to go, guys, I am voting for George tonight. If anyone wants to get rid of George, please just vote for George. You don't have to tell anyone. We don't have to have secret conversations on the beach before we come to tribal. Right now, I'm telling you, I'm voting for George. I know George is voting for me. Let's all just vote vote George off. And end scene. How many of them would write George's name down? All of them. All of them. Yeah, but if if I'm like a Jerry, I'm bringing George to the end because 
The jury don't like him. Every single person on the jury is going to vote for George to win because he 100% played the best game. I don't know. That's not how juries work. Yeah, a lot of them do. They get bitter. And I think sending Shawnee on the jury, Shawnee's so convincing. I reckon she'll just be like, guys, we're not voting for George to win. You reckon? I reckon she has that power to convince a jury. I haven't watched Jury Villa yet. I'm going to jump on the 10 play and watch the Jury Villa scenes just to see because anyone who respects gameplay and loves the game will give it to George. George is the only one who's made any fucking move this whole fucking time. George deserves to win. He is the king of Survivor. I don't think he will. I think it's like Russell. Remember how Russell would always get to the end and then never get a jury vote? Yeah, because he's a cunt. I think George is hard to live with. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think they like him. I, I don't know if I could be friends with George, but George <laughs> deserves to win. And that's why uh. I stopped hating George because I'm like, he's right. He does deserve to win. Anyway, we're supposed to be talking about Miami. What is with the scene of Peter, Alexia's son, filming solo with his dad, Alexia's ex? Yeah, that was weird. That was a weird scene. Yeah, I didn't really care for it. Peter's saying when he says to him, you should really help your mum out and work in the salon, his words were, what's in it for me? Mm. What a prickle of a kid. And then he crashed their honeymoon. Because he did break up with the chick that Alexia said watch out for that he gave her a hard time for and wouldn't talk to her about. Wow. This kid, they need tough love with this kid. They need to go, go get a job. You're on your own. I bet she financially supports him 100%. Totally. He's a loser. (laughs) He's hot as fuck, but he's a loser. Absolutely. Is there anything else to talk about? Well, there's the Lisa confessional at the end where Lenny calls and they're fighting about the Halloween party. Why did she do it? Why Why did she co-host that party? I don't know. Why did she let him? Especially when someone had a restraining order out on her at the time or? Yeah, his current girlfriend. So So the current girlfriend couldn't be at the party. Is that why she agreed to co-host it so the girlfriend couldn't come? Maybe, but also because whilst they're going through their divorce, she can't say to him not to be in his home. So he probably turned around and said, I'm throwing this party. You can't kick me out of my home. Just like he can't kick her out of the home, she can't kick him out of the home. Why are they hosting a party though? Like why does he have this desire to host a party? Because... He's psycho. He's a crazy. And so she's obviously, she's probably turned around and gone, fine, if you're having this party, I'm not, I'm going to be here. I'm not leaving. And so I would have just been there in my PJs, eating a bag of Doritos, same, turning the music down. Same. I would have been a cunt. (laughs) I would have been DJ and started playing like Glee cast albums, just being like, everybody fuck off if you're not into this. I would have been Blair and Barney, mate. (laughs) The Wiggles, something. Yeah, she could have done a Lenny and just sat in another room. Yeah, it is interesting at this point in time how Lisa's like still shocked every time Lenny's an asshole. She's not surprised, but it's still shocking. I get it, right? right. When you're like, I'm not surprised by that person's behaviour, but it is a shock to the system. I get it. Mm. I felt really sorry for her with Marina, that an opening scene with her mother-in-law. Oh, yeah. I don't know I, I don't know why it was a TBC from last week. Yeah, I don't know. It shouldn't have been, but I did feel sorry for her. And was it Larsa that was on Watch What Happens Live that said they've been really close the whole time she and Lenny have been together and she's been like a mum to her the whole time. So it makes sense that it was sad and surprising to her when Marina started turning. Mm. Sad, sad. What do you think of the reunion preview? That looked intense. Uh, the couch is so crowded. <laughs> the couch is crowded. Nine women cramming them onto those couches. But as you said, these friends of were in everything. Yeah, you're not going to just trot out Adriana for a scene and then trot her back out for like part one. No, she's there for the whole time. No, I would be surprised if they weren't full cast members next season. However, unless they have no home life to show. Because Adriana says she lives alone. She's got nothing going on in her life but this show. So it makes sense that she's a friend of but in every scene. Yeah. If she's got, like, what is she going to show? Her getting her own groceries, cooking her own food, cleaning her own house. Like, as she says, that's all she's got. Boring. She is good on the show as much as I can't stand her. Oh, I can't stand her. But she she creates conflict. I've enjoyed it. 
I've enjoyed it. It's been a great season for Miami and maybe we really need to cover it properly or I'm kind of having fun how we're covering it though. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I get to enjoy it because it's so Well, I mean, we're up to the reunions now, so that ship sailed. We're going to talk talk about about it. it. Yeah. You can bet I'm going to talk about it. You can bet I'm talking about it. And, um, yeah, that's all I've got. Should we sizzle? Yes. Oh, my God. I can't imagine there's more drama dropping. (laughs) Southern Charm star Austin Kroll hooked up with Taylor Ann Green. I know it's not your thing, but I'm I'm reading it. Oh, apparently it's going to be on the show. He hooked up with her at the start of the new season. Okay, I'll let you know if it's something for you to watch. Taylor's almost gone through the whole cast minus Craig. (laughs) Oh, no. Poor Taylor. Is Paige going to be on this season of Southern Charm? She was last season a bit, so yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. She'll she'll be there, and she's fucking great. She's so awesome. She's gorgeous. I love I love Paige. Mm-hmm. I missed her on Summer House this episode, especially because Andrea was back. Oh my god, Andrea! Okay, how is it that <sighs> the nicest guy on Bravo is also the hottest guy on Bravo? How? Crazy. That's just it's almost not fair. So yeah, apparently this season is going to be all about Taylor. And that during one of the cast parties, she was screaming and crying and yelling in front of guests. Okay, this is going to be great. So she must have been screaming at Shep, right? Because they dated for two years. And apparently she's going to be saying they only made out. Because obviously... So there's no penetration. Okay. Because um, Austin dated Olivia and Olivia and Taylor are good friends. Wow. And uh, Yeah, that's... So it's going to be a, like Vanderpump-esque basically. But apparently Shep is fine with the whole thing oh. and even defending Taylor for living her single life. So so that's definitely a little different to Vanderpump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Stassi apparently is jumping in on the mix, of course, saying that Rachel and Schwartz's kiss was a cover-up. Yeah, we already know that, Stassi. Like, fuck off. I feel like every ex-Vanderpump cast member is going to be weighing in. Minor characters... Like, Garcelle's son's probably got an opinion. Yes. Well, apparently there's talks that Kristen might be coming back on the show because of this. Because (laughs) obviously we all know that Kristen and Tom dated for like six, seven years and they lived together. But Kristen is definitely Team Ariana. She said it. We all know it. So there's talks that she might be coming back on the show but she's checking to see if Ariana's okay with it. Of course Ariana's going to be okay with it. Oh, 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 Rachel has apparently put out a restraining order against Sheena. <laughs> which is going, and I'm wondering if they did this, if this is true, I'm wondering if Rachel's team did this because of reunion. Or not Pete, because she punched her? Well, I mean, apparently it wasn't that big of a punch, but if Sheena can't come to the reunion because of a restraining order, that would be good for Rachel. They'll Zoom her in. They Zoomed in Diana Jenkins. Like I know, I know, I know. Don't worry. So apparently on SiriusXM, Andy was asked about this restraining order and he says, I haven't gotten into it yet. And he's like, yeah, so we don't He know. will though. Andy's activated. I'm loving oh. that he's excited by a storyline. Of course. So, yeah, he's like, I don't want to lean into hypotheticals because I don't want to be quoted talking about a hypothetical. In other words, I'm saving my opinions for reunion because I want everyone to watch and I'm not spilling the tea, which I get. So there's a restraining order coming in play now, which I don't think that bodes well for Raquel slash Rachel's image. She should not have put out a fucking statement. Oh, you reckon? No, because no, everyone's like so... She's the devil spawn right now. No one's going to be on her side unless they're diehard Rachel fans. So this whole – oh, and Andy apparently responded to fans calling Rachel's apology terrible. So let's see what that says. He said he's taking her apology at face value. I don't know what that means. So as of recording, we haven't seen LVP's Watch What Happens Live because we know that LVP is going to be on Watch What Happens Live. We haven't seen it. Because even though it's our Thursday, it's your Wednesday, so it's not out yet. So what did he say? He said, re Rachel's statement. I'm like, oh, okay, good for Raquel. So he's still calling her Raquel, so he's being respectful. (laughs) 
He's like, then I was like, well, trolls, go ahead and you can all give us the 85 reasons why this is a terrible apology. In other words, he agrees it's a terrible apology, but he doesn't want to say because it's not his place to say because he has to face her at reunion, right? Yeah. And he's like, it's something, it's the first step. In other words, I'm not commenting on it because it was a shit apology. So we'll see what LVP has to say about it, but unfortunately you guys won't be hearing what LVP has to say on it in terms of what we think about <laughs> what LVP has to say on it. Oh, my God. Did you love the – um? Have you, you've probably seen it. It's the little image everyone's putting up with their names and arrows as to who's fucked whom. Oh, yeah, it's very helpful for me. Very helpful. Oh, okay, cute. Yeah, because yeah, I haven't not watched every episode maybe twice at least. I've watched it from the beginning. Last year I went back and watched the whole thing from the beginning. Yeah, got to do something when you're not leaving your house. This is why I watch a lot of TV, people, because <laughs> I'd rather watch TV than go out with my friends. Like, it's a fact. Well, let's let's leave it there. If anybody has um some rumours to spill about Chris Bassett being a cannibal, please reach out to us at effing bravo. Um, Twitter and Insta, and you can leave reviews and let us know if if you've got any evidence about him being a cannibal as well. <laughs> just in the review, just mention it. Um, I'm so dumb. And all right. That's all we got, peeps. Yeah. Adios. Bye. Ciao. Bye.